to some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie? Uh, I don't know. You have to have a favorite. What comes to mind? Um, Halloween. You know, the one with the guy in the white mask who walks around and stalks babysitters. I'm Shah. I'm Ollie. And we are Creeping It in the Family, a podcast where we dish details about all things horror. Episode 49. Oh my god, we're so close to the half a century. The uninvited. No, you know, I I'm so disappointed. We've had a little quick chat about the film. Not Very brief. Yeah, not much has been said, but I thought it was a bit shit. I was buzzing my tits off. I was like, yeah, he's going to love this film. Well, is, is it like a... Well, when was it released? Two thousand and nine. Yeah. So it's not even been out that long. But I was, li- but you, I was listening back to the podcast last week when you were like, "Yeah, I really liked Urban Legend, and you haven't let me down yet." And I was like, "He's gonna fucking love this podcast." And then I was like, "All oh, right, shit." So just discussion points for it. I feel like the film, it's very boring throughout. Not much happens. Okay. Um, the twist at the end. Yes, it was a twist. I will not deny it was a twist. Do you not but... think it was a good twist? I don't, and this is the reason because, right, I think it's an exciting twist. Yeah. But the reason why I won't say it's a good twist is because there's nothing throughout the story okay. that that would... A good twist, right, it twists at the end, and then you look back in the film and think, oh, yeah, that happened, and oh, yeah, that happened, but I never noticed. Like, say, for example, if... What's the main character's name? Anna. Say if Anna and her sister's Alex in it. Say if Anna like, went to go find Alex in the house and went into a room, and a room was spotless, like... Because it had been cleaned and left after she died, that it's something that can make you look back and think, shit, yeah, the room was untouched. Like, do you know what I mean? It mm. made Alex have a good look around, and Alex be like, well, why is everything so clean? Then you could go back and be like, shit, yeah, the signs were there that she was never actually alive. It was all in her imagination. But I don't feel like that was there. There was nothing to reflect back on that would make you think, shit, yeah, that like that that happened. She wasn't alive. See, I think personally, you have to watch it more than once because. Now, like when I worked, when I realised when I like when I watched it the first time that Alex didn't exist at all, then the second time I've watched it, I've watched it more than twice. Like I've watched it a few times this film, but every time I'm like, oh shit, yeah, I never noticed that. Or, oh yeah, shit, I never noticed that. And the more the more you watch it, the more you actually see, fuck no, she was never alive. Yeah, I, 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 for me it was just there was just not enough action in it, not not enough stuff happening, and then the twist at the end. I felt like it was kind of cheap. I feel like I feel like it was kind of lied to throughout the plot, as opposed to um, had the wool like, had the wool pulled over your eyes. Like there was not like that twist at the end when it was brought out. I just thought like, why? Like you haven't done me in there. You've literally just changed the plot at the end of the film. Like you've changed what happened. Like, I I want to know any better. So I felt like I haven't been tricked. You know like Well, no, I don't know. I, I sort of disagree with that. Where did you watch it? Uh, just on a, a website. So it won't it it won the one on YouTube. No, I was gonna say because they cut a lot out. No, and so maybe you've missed something. But I genuinely like the fact that Alex never got a reaction from a dad or Rachel, the stepmom, when she was talking to them. Yeah. Like that, that completely overthrows. Uh, but that that's something you know you'd have to watch it more than once to know. It. Yeah, like once you know. But I feel like yeah, but you got a flashback of it. I know, I know, but then even then it's a flashback, it was like, it felt like it was one of the, but it was all in your imagination kind of things, whereas, like I said, even something as like a bedroom being spotless, or Alex not reacting to um, Anna in a certain way, and it, it, the film 
highlights that at the time and makes you think there was something special, something different about that. But it won't till the end when you reveal the twist and you think that's why that happened. Well, this film wasn't in an original of its kind. It was based know, from I'm, a tale I, of two sisters. I, so this was like an American remake. You know, like they did the Japanese, like The Grudge, and yeah. then they remade it into an American version. That's what they did with this. So they did just take the plot from what it was. But I, I disagree. I feel like... I feel like they gave you enough to be like, oh no, shit, she wasn't actually there. And what, but then I have watched it back twice, so I, I can understand that. But then also, things like where it, the bit that sticks out for me the most is when Anna and Alex are sitting in the bathtub and Rachel's talking to them through the door and it is just Anna there alone. Yeah. And I just thought that was very clever, like the idea that she was like, Oh yeah, Anna will come and then she paused a minute and she's like, Oh, how about it, Anna? And it's little things like yeah. that and little coincidences. But <clears throat> I've got I think I've got a lot more to say about Rachel than I have Alex in terms of how she's presented in the film. But we'll get into it because we'll run through what went on there. So it starts off with a flashback and it's the night that the fire took place and we don't really know what's happening yet but she says it starts with a party doesn't she but at first i thought is this just a, a really weird remake of a series of unfortunate events like you had the yeah because she's in it the parents died in a fire oh shit yeah i, didn't think about I, was, that. I was like what am i watching here yeah. is, violet, is it violet Bo- violet yeah violet, violet. Beauregard or something like I that i can't remember i always get confused between her and that's a fucking scary film, though. Charlie Jesus. and the Chocolate Factory. I always get really confused between there's a vi- there's two violets in there. Yeah. Baudelaire. No, Baudelaire's a series of unfortunate events, and Beauregard is Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Right. But yeah. Oh no, I never thought about the house fire. Thing. May I add as well, like the the two phrases, "I love you" and "I have a condom" do not go together very well. <laughs> like it was literally you. You just shut your head. You're like, yeah. oh, for fuck's sake, mate. Just you know, get a bit of time in. Read the room. But yeah, she ends up going back, and she's going. In, she's talking to a therapist, and she's going through the forest to get home, and she sees this body bag. Oh, did this not make you jump a little bit? Where she finds the body in the bag, and then it twists around, and it's like, don't go home. Yeah, a tiny bit. Ooh. Ooh, it cre- I think it's just dead kids that creep me out. To be fair, they are they are a special breed of the kind. But yeah, the we learn that the bell ringing leads to her mum getting sick. So her mum was sick, and the reason the way that she found out that she needed help was when the bell would ring on her wrist. And so she heard that, and then the the, the house sort of just went oh, gas canister lit up the place, and that was it. And the boathouse went. So we learn that the doctor thinks that she's ready to leave the facility that she'd been in due to a suicide attempt. We see it from the slits on her wrists. So she ends up going back with her dad. He's a pretty nice guy. I put at this point, he seems okay, but I don't trust him. That's what I said at this point, yeah. I mean, considering that, you know, it's it's pretty obvious. I mean, we're talking about later on in the film, but it's clear that Anna and Rachel aren't really getting on very well. And then to leave her to go to a book launch with Rachel mm. was a little bit, mm, but I'm not judging. May I add, I want that house. Yeah, it was amazing. Oh, house. God. And the setting as well, like on the cliff with all the water. And, oh, just just what So the there. dad did, we can assume the dad did actually cheat on his on his wife. Yes. Yeah. So he is he's a dickhead. The, yeah. the, the, the actual story for this is really quite sad. Like It's quite a sad story. Yeah. So, 
we get the we meet the girlfriend Elizabeth Banks who plays Rachel Summers or whoever the fuck she is after the I can't remember her last name, and she seems so eager to please. She's like, give you a hug, but and like she's dripping with sweat. Yeah. And, like Anna just doesn't know where to put herself, and it's just such an like my toes curled because it was just such an awkward moment. Yeah, you can feel for Anna that you, you do get her perspective of things like she's her mum's dead. She's come out after not seeing her family really for eight months, and then her dad's moved on with her. To, to what must look to her like a young, younger, fitter, healthier person. And what... she was a mum's nurse yeah. as well, which is even harsher. Like, And, and she knows at this point that they were doing it before her mum died. Yeah, but does... Does she remember did, it? No, well, do the, does the dad and the girlfriend know that? Know that, that she I'm not knew. sure, because he openly admitted they were so loud about stuff. And yeah, Alex said it. Alex it. said it, didn't she? Yeah. But then Alex is Anna. Yeah, I'm not sure if you would have, if I would have known. That I don't think I would have known. Hmm. But anyway, we get to the bit where they they discuss like maybe having a party later on, and Anna's like, "Yeah, that's fine." But then she goes out to meet Alex by the bay, yeah. and this is the first time we get Alex as a character as we meet her. And I just think she's from like this is the first film I've ever seen her in. It was Band Camp. Do you remember American Pie Band Camp? I didn't see the Band Camp one at all. Did you? Know? Oh, that's a cracker. I think I've seen clips of. Of it. Yeah, I she's in it. She's the blonde. Oh. But yeah, she's she's cracking in it. But I can't see her as anything else now. But she, yeah, she uh, she's a little bit edgy. She's sort of the more outspoken version of Anna. Yeah. And but they seem sort of together in what they're saying. Like they both always sort of agree with each other. And yeah, when they met on the dock, they went they went from having a laugh out to Anna being a proper bit, uh, Alex being a proper bit to her. And I just thought, where's that come from? Like maybe that signs towards. Alex, not Alex, Anna always beating herself up mentally because it's all only her imagination. Yeah. But I go from really chatting and then she's like, oh, if something about leaving me again, just completely out of the blue. And I thought, fuck's sake, she's just come out of a mental institute. Well, it's not It's not her imagination though, is it? It's a, She's got dissociative personality disorder. Well, yeah, you know what I mean? She's so there, but she's not yeah, there. Yeah, but Ali, I feel like when Alex is saying that, that's Anna speaking to Alex, like, you've left me. Like, you never visited me. Like, she says... About the letters, I never, you know, did, you didn't reply to any of the Alex letters I sent you. Yeah, Alex right. says to Anna, you know, you never replied to any of the letters I sent you, or blah, blah, blah. And Anna's like, I never got any letters. And I just think that's sort of switch reverse. So Anna never got any letters from Alex. And because she assumed that Alex was still alive, yeah. then that hurt was there. And so I feel like, because Alex takes on her own personality, but she is just a branch of Anna's personality. Yeah. Like she's another person to Anna. So it's yeah, it's a really weird one, but they sort of leave things quite edgy. And Alex is fuming that Anna never got any letters, and she presumes that the dad had never sent them. them. Yeah. So she goes into a dad, and Anna's like sort of sitting outside and listening. And Alex is having a proper go at a dad. And even though this is the first, even though the dad's facing her, he never speaks to her. He yeah. never he never speaks to Alex. But then she uh, Anna goes into the kitchen, and Rachel's cooking and gives her a hug and stuff and it gets even worse because Rachel's completely redecorated the house and it's like oh she's taken off the chalkboard that they all used to have and Anna's just a bit like all right and she's like oh I think it's up with all the other stuff in the attic and she's put loads of her mum's stuff up in the attic and I, yeah. I sort of get it because you know they have moved on and I don't know how long they said it's been was it well, was she'd been away for eight months. Eight months, yeah. yes. It was around eight months. So that's still pretty fresh. Yeah. But I suppose 
we don't know how long that the dad was having an affair with Rachel either. So it it could be that this relationship's been going for quite a while. Yeah. So I don't know, it could be either. But Anna goes up to the attic and finds the bell as well as like a bunch of other stuff, including the chalkboard. Yeah. And it's sort of revealed properly that Rachel was the nurse for her mum because she goes through pictures and it starts off with the mum and Anna and Alex as and Anna and Alex are all like toddlers and it gradually gets through the years until we see her get sicker and sicker and then the last family photo, Rachel's sort of in the background mm. and we learn that she was the nurse, which is fucking harsh. Really Yeah, harsh. Rachel, at the end of the film might try and trick you into thinking, oh, so Rachel was fine all along, but she's definitely not. She's still a... She's, she's a flawed not, she's character. Not, she's not to what you thought she was going to be, but yeah, she's definitely a yeah, flawed character. I don't think she's evil. Yeah, I feel she's like people evil. get in situations sometimes where they can't help it. I don't think she went in there to have an affair with the dad. Yeah, or to... Or to hurt the mum she had nothing to do with no and she liked her mother she said you know she your mother was beautiful like she was a she was a lovely person but yeah it's still it's still a bit odd and then later on in the evening she's uh, anna's laid in bed and they're going at it the rachel and her dad and like she puts headphones in and this is my first point and it's my irrelevant point but it's my point all the same how can you sleep with headphones in I've done it a couple of times, but you've got to be seriously tired. But it How is, do you it do is it? uncomfortable. You lay with your head flat, or even if it's on the side, it, it does hurt because it's digging into your ear. Yeah, that's what I thought. Because I was just like, nah, it's not about that. It's too much. Yeah. And magically, the earphones have like either something to stop playing or whatever through the night because she starts hearing the bell. Yeah. What did you think about this scene? Was it creepy? Or? No, I, I didn't find any of the film scary. Did you not? No. I thought the scenes with the mum were pretty creepy. No, it felt very cliche. Like, the, the kids... A lot of it was the kids. That was supposed to be the scare factor bit of the film. But because you, you're left with no explanation until later on, you don't get why they're supposed to be scary. Yeah, and, and the may, kids are pretty a, irrelevant until later. Yeah, that's what I mean. And maybe the kids were scary because you didn't... I, I feel like, you know what you said earlier, like, there's something about kids that just scare me. Yeah. That's the, that that doesn't apply to me. So maybe that's what they went for. They said we need to have something scary in there, but we can't reveal why they're there until later on in the film. Kids are the scariest thing we could use, like dead kids. Mm. But to me, it just <laughs> what can we use? Yeah. So I agree. Yeah, the children, the children. The, are the film, the film is more of a psychological thriller, I think, than than a horror. Yeah, and I that, like that, but you're not as keen. I, I like I like one that I don't. That I feel like I've been. If I feel like I've been done in, like I oh, got me. But it did make sense. Like it wasn't just thrown in, like all the way through. I, I don't know. I think I think throughout the whole film, there's just too many things that that don't add up and that that piss me off. And it makes sense at the end because it was all in a because she's so mentally messed up. It was all what we were seeing from her perspective. But then, like I don't know. I just don't feel like there was enough signs that would make you you go back and think that's why that was like that. After you've watched it again, maybe, and you know she's dead, and you realise her dad actually never confronts her or speaks yeah. to her sister, then you're like, oh, shit, yeah, but you shouldn't have to watch it twice. You should be able to do it after the first time. Mm. I just felt like it was, it was all just, like, clipped your fingers out. Ah, not really. She's It's all in her mind. You're not actually watching this film from an audience perspective. It's all from her perspective. Okay. It's just okay. my opinion. No, it's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not arguing with you. I just I'm not, it was I'm not okay. saying it was bad acting or something, or, the, or it didn't have a good idea to it. Like, I feel like the mum's side of it was actually like, it was It was really, uh, it was quite sad and you could have done a lot with it. And plus, I feel like I knew early on that something, what, something's went right. It's like my 
fifth, sixth note down. The stepmom just seems over suspicious, and it's sold on. It's sold far too early that she's the the evil. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. That? You find out very early well, on. Well, where did you think that? She, when did you like go with the idea that she was the evil? Um, I think it was when it was when the boy said he, he saw what happened that Matt. night. Yeah, and then when he ended up, that was when I was like, so it is the mum, man. That's all it yeah. could be, the stepmom. And then when the well, the maid at the time, and then when. He died. I was like, right. So it's definitely, definitely him then. Uh, her then. She's a problem. So from that moment on to right at the end of the film, when that until that twist comes, like you feel like you know the antagonist. You you can't be scared of it anymore because you know it's her. See, when you watch this back, <clears throat> so we we said at the beginning, and I've just it sort of hit me now. Yes, she had a suicide attempt. There were slits on her wrists. But do we know she was in there for a suicide attempt? Well, later on in the thing film, I I said. I put down when um when they're in the bedroom scene and she's tying her down to the bed. I thought she was going to slit her wrist because she's either going to try and imitate it to make it look like she's tried to kill mm. herself again, so she gets taken away, or she actually does die. So yeah, you're right. We don't know that that's the case. Because but... because this is my reasoning, all the way through the film, even though Rachel's a flawed character for what she did, the stepmom. Actually, I feel like she's very protective of Anna, and I feel like because Matt says, "I know what happened that night. I saw everything." She's worried that Rach that Anna's going to remember and it's gonna cause some psychotic mental break. And that's why she wants to keep Matt away from Anna because she she knows those memories have been repressed and she doesn't want to do any more damage. So actually all the way through this film, Rachel's been protecting Anna. That's why Rachel's got the tranquilizers then, in the room. But then another part of this that just don't make sense, this is where I feel like it's oversold here and you're being lied to as opposed to being tricked, is when um when Anna confronts Rachel about all the things that she thinks she's done about these murderers and killing all families, Anna, uh, Rachel goes along with it like she's sussed her out. Yeah, because she's having a psychotic break. She doesn't the, the, know the, what the, she's doing. So she's like, right, okay, yeah, uh, okay. No, no, with the pearls around the neck, around the neck and stuff, she's making it out like, yeah, you've got me, and carries on with it and goes along with it. Like, if that accusation was made, like, you wouldn't just well, be like, yeah, no, all right, and go down to trying, dinner. She wants to fit in with the family, but she knows that Anna's got these issues, and she knows that the dad loves Anna, so she is trying to sort of push it. N- but... n- n- like, the film has changed the way that someone reacts in that situation to make you believe that she is that person who's who she's saying out to be. I get it in in some way, but it's so pushed you that, yeah, this is what's happened. And I, and I believed it, not because it was so cleverly and subtly done, but just because what, the stepmom reacts you, to it. Which bit like, do you mean? Like, from the second where she admits that she knows what has happened, like, with... Um, and she says, you got me. She, yeah. She literally says, you've got me. Yeah, but then all, all the actions leading up to that, like, after that point until the end when you find out the twist, it's like she's living up to that character that thing is believed her to be. And you wouldn't react like that. It, You'd be the complete the end, opposite. Yeah, towards happened. the end of the film. No, the bit where right. She finds See, out. this this is why this film is clever. And I didn't pick up on it the first time I watched it. Actually, it's completely different. The second time you watch it, because you know you're watching from Anna's perspective, you see things a lot differently. So, for instance, Rachel, when Rachel says, um, you've got me, when Anna's confronting her about the murders, and she's like, I know your real name. You're Mildred Kemp. This happened, this happened, this happened. And she's like, you've got me. She knows that Anna's gone fucking mad. She's had she's had a breakdown. You are not supposed to be argumentative with somebody who's having a mental break. She's just trying to coax Anna into a place of security. Then when Anna manages to get out and goes to the police office, 
and she starts talking about Mildred Kemp. The sheriff knows Mildred Kemp's in an in, in an institute, and so he rings. Yeah, her. I, I get I get that point. I got that after I'd watched. That. I said that explains why the cop has just let her come round and fucking inject her. Yeah. Even then. It's because she's that, a registered that's a bit nurse. I don't know if you can just let people come in and inject you with Yeah, she's a registered either. nurse, so know, she can't do that. Even, what, you can just go around and inject someone with tranquilizer? No, she's a, re- she's a registered nurse, but this is my point. Who was she a registered nurse for at the end? She might have been looking after Anna. Like, that. it might not just have been a step-parent thing. Yeah. It's, you've got to watch it more than once, and I know you won't watch it more than yeah, once. Yeah, I won't especially, be watching it again. But if you did actually watch it again... You'd see a lot more. I know, but I feel like it's easy to look more into a film once you've seen it all. Like, like once you've seen it all, you know you know the plot. It's easy to because then you don't have to focus on. You can focus more on the little things rather than the big picture. Yeah, but of what you the can. Yeah, but then at. you can go back and look. Like you, we talked about this in a film a few months ago. I can't remember what film it was, but I was like, right, okay. Now again, as above, so below. I was like, right, okay. Now I'd like to watch it again. To pick up on it, and it does the same yeah, I, thing. Yeah, I agree. But the thing, the difference is, I just don't like this film enough to be able to watch yeah. it again. That whereas as above, so below, I could watch it plenty. It all comes down to whether you like the film enough yeah, to give definitely. it another chance. Yeah. But I do feel like if you like that sort of thing and you were interested in the film, then you would watch it again, and you'd find it a lot more enjoyable the second time because you're realizing a lot more. I just don't think there was enough horror in there for me. I just don't think it was scary. And the yeah, I mean that's fair enough. I mean it's a thriller horror, but I d- and I still. And maybe it's because I will only watch it once, but I felt like I was lied to as opposed to tricked. Whereas, because you've watched it back again and you've seen the parts where you might mm. think, oh, the signs were there. Yeah. Because I didn't get that in the first watch. I'm just looking at that. Well, I've been tricked. Do you know? Yeah. I, I've, I've not been tricked. I've just been lied to. There's a lot of things where you watch it back and you're like, oh, right, okay, that's why she did that. That's why Rachel reacted that way. Yeah. And it, it is like once you see it you're like right i get it and i do genuinely think it takes more than one watch and a lot of people like this film it's a very it's it's a well-liked film so they do watch it again i understand if you don't want to watch it again but then you're not going to get the sort of same impression that i've got from it now so it's you know it's different people and different opinions but anyway, we're back to it. So we meet the boyfriend, Matt, who admits he was there. And Rachel sort of tries to keep them away. And she's like, no, I'll be doing the groceries yeah. from now on. So you don't have to come down here anymore. And then it pushes back to certain things triggering Anna's memory. And so she ends, She there's like a paperweight, a glass paperweight. And she picks it up and it's got a big chip in it, which we know later on is a memory from later on when yeah. she sees Rachel affair. and her dad <clears throat> sleeping together. So she ends up back in the boathouse. This bit freaked me out. Um, a half-dead mum ends up sliding towards her, points to the house and screams murder. That freaked the fuck out of me. See, I, I just thought it was a bit cheesy, a bit cliche. It's the face. They did good with the prosthetics yeah, and stuff. Yeah, it, it, looked, it, looked, it looked good, but it, like I said, I feel like it's the horror title. It's very, it's very weakly pushed into this film. Mm. I, feel, I feel like the film would work without the ghost kids and without yeah it without done. the the dead mum point going murder like that but it's a paranormal thing as well like that's what a tale of two sisters was too i know but i just i just feel like it could have the film could have probably been just as good without yeah. that aspect in it, it but then it wouldn't have been a horror it would have been a thriller exactly but i don't think it needed to be a horror i don't think it warrants being a horror oh i disagree i like you don't it. you don't even see like you don't even see that rachel get killed or anything like the big thing that you would you'd be hoping for throughout this film as a horror fan I'd, yeah. I'd have expected, like, in the flashback to see a goat with a knife and stab her in the neck or something, but you don't. It's just... 
Well, it, you... it doesn't try to be a horror that much, which is why I think it's yeah. going to be one. But I like that. I don't like things that try too hard to be a horror. Like, I feel like we, we, we both like very different parts of horror and we have we have like, different like, sort you, of you aspects. Didn't, you didn't see one one person get killed in that film, did you? You don't, see, saw... how, you don't see how Matt died. We do. We, we do. When she re- recollects the flashback, we see Matt dead because he, she pushes him off the cliff. I don't we, think I saw that bit. Yeah, we see it at the end. Uh, it's more the it's more the disturbing factor than it is the physically watching someone die. I could go and I could watch a horror film and not watch anybody die and be quite happy about it. I, I would be if I was, if I felt scared at the film or if there was something about it that scared me. But yeah, see the, that sort the, of thing this, creeps this type me of thing out. Just didn't scare me. But anyway. Alex and Anna are then in the bathtub talking because they feel like that's the only safe place that they can be, apparently. And so they're sitting and talking about what happened. And Alex is sort of egging Anna on. And she's like, yeah, I think she she turned the gas canister on. She wanted to get rid of Mom. I feel like it was her fault. But actually, that's just Anna's psyche telling her, yeah, this is definitely what happened. Yeah, this this is what we saw. And Alex... Alex represents sort of the repressed memories as well as Anna's imagination coming into play and filling in the gaps at that point. Rachel comes to the door and she says, would you like to come into town? We can do a bit of shopping, we can get some lunch and that's fine. And so Anna agrees after Alex volunteers and Rachel and Anna go out to lunch. And then we get the thing with the pearls. So we, it sort of admit she admits that an old patient gave them to her and she says she hated a job. She was like, you know, not all of them were beautiful like your mother and she was beautiful. Yeah. But, you know, there were people who were rude and unkind and, you know, they were really not very pleasant. But to get through it, she told herself they'll be dead very, very soon. And, you know, you maybe don't want to say that to somebody whose mother you looked after. Yeah. That's a bit of a fucking weird That's situation. That's what I mean. It was just overselling the point that she's a bad ear. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I, I thought at that point, it was sort of her... Like she's she's just trying to have a relationship with Anna and trying to get be be closer to her. She's tried the nicey nice act. She's tried all this stuff because the first time she meets her, and then like Anna goes off, she's like I've blown it. So I feel like she's just trying to be brutally honest there and be like, you know what? I'm I am a flawed character. I'm not I'm not perfect. I'm not trying to be perfect. Like I know I'm not perfect, and she is also damaged mentally because we find out that you know she had to change her name because her boyfriend used to beat her up. So she, you know, she's probably not in the right, like a complete right mental state. And it was quite, it was quite recent. It was like three years before or something like that. So I do sort of attest to the fact that, you know, she's a flawed character, but I don't think she's a bad, she's a bad character necessarily. And in this, at this time, Alex manages to find a bag in the drawers and it's a bag of tranquilizers. I just want to say, I don't think she's a bad character. I'm saying the yeah. film is trying to sell it to you yeah, so I know, much, yeah. like oversell it to you. Yeah, but... It's the, it's like Scream. You will we, we'll oversell the fact that Billy is the killer, and then take it away, and no, then that, oh wait, that she one, is. That yeah, that that one. There's there's oversold, and then because this film like basically gets someone to admit it before the stepmom like, but but at the time you don't know she's had the the Alex. Basically, like, Scream, it was, like, subtle hints and things that made you think, God, it must be him. Whereas this was, like, oh, no, we can actually see her being this much of a cow. Like, it's, like... Oh, no, I don't know. Dropping a it. dropping a phone and, like, jumping in the bedroom as soon as Sydney walked in was yeah, pretty that, obvious. That, that was quickly, quickly cancelled out by her getting a phone call in prison, wasn't it? 
Yeah. That's what I mean. It left it left you guessing. Whereas this, I don't know. I can look back at Scream now and think, how the fuck? Even even if he was gutted in front of me, how the fuck do you not know that he was the killer? Yeah, but you've watched it well over five hundred times. Yeah, well over. Yeah, that's very true. But still, but yeah, I get. I do get what you mean. It was sort of made overly obvious to the point where there couldn't be any other explanation. Um. Matt says that he's going to meet Anna because they start talking in the grocery store and then Rachel manages to sort of filter in again and she ends up... It, he doesn't turn up. So Anna and Alex are waiting together at the at nightfall by the cliff and he never comes. And then so Alex leaves and Anna goes to sleep. And then when she wakes up, Matt's sort of walking in, like staggering in, crawling in. And he's like, you know, I slipped on a rock, I've hurt my back and... They started to talk about what happened that night that things happened and like she sort of strokes along his back. So do you reckon she that pushed him the off the cliff because what he actually told her was that she was the last person yeah. to go in that lighthouse? Yeah. Or not lighthouse. He, I think he told her that she was the last person that she, in there. Yeah, I think he told her that he saw what she did and then she pushed him off the cliff. Yeah. Because... That didn't tie in with the story that her mental episode was painting out for her. Yeah. And so she... Like she feels like the lumps on his back and the knots, and he's like full on fucking broken his back, and it makes me want to be sick looking at it because it freaked me out that much. And she backs out of the room, and then when she sort of turns around, it's daytime, and then Matt's not in the room at all. And so it was sort it was a dream, but then they find Matt in the water. Yeah, there's like an air rescue helicopter, and you know she is very upset about it and she goes to alex and says no matt was in the room last night something must have happened to him his back was all twisted blah 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 and alex is like you know it was maybe just a dream and she was like no it wasn't a dream and then she's got like purple bruises on each of her arms obviously from where matt was clinging to her trying not to yeah. get thrown off this bloody cliff but we don't know that yet it's the uh it's the research bit as well then after this and they sort of have an idea that Rachel's not who she says she is and yeah. they can't find records of her anywhere. So Alex and Anna have been doing this research and then Anna walks in on Rachel who's putting lipstick on and she, you know, she tries to encourage Anna to do the same. She was like, you know, you, you're really pretty and like tells a story about, you know, a guy says that it's the eyes that are really pretty but actually he wants a girl with a pretty mouth, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And then she makes the... Like Anna's sort of like transfixed with these pearls and she puts them around her neck and she makes the point of saying, you're not Rachel, like, who are you? Because we've we've checked to find references and stuff like that and you are nowhere on the system. And Rachel sort of pauses, she's a little bit taken aback. And whilst this does seem like Rachel's sort of like, oh shit, the jig is up. At, when you watch it back, it's the because th I knew that her boyfriend had beat her, beat her up so she had to change her name. It's sort of like a, shit, this is you know, this is serious, like, what if something happened and he manages to get hold of that information, blah, blah, blah. And she sort of threatens Anna very briefly, like, tightens the pearl slap but then lets her go and she's like, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. And then we cut to the party. That is a fucking big piece of beef. Yeah. That is a roast. It is a big beef. Yeah, it's massive. And the dad asks Anna to help Rachel out. Because, and I felt really bad for Rachel at this point. Like, yes, she maybe shouldn't have been sleeping with the dad while the mum was sick. I get that. I I understand. It's like it's it's a bad move to make, but at the same time, like she's what she's running around, 
and she's you know she's trying to please people and she's trying to fit in and it does sort of feel like people are judging her yeah like even though nobody actually says anything to her at the party it just feels like she's the outsider and i did feel a little bit bad for her and honestly the way she like i cringed at the way she slaps that beef down because you do not slap a beef joint down like that when you're wearing a white dress like that is a recipe for disaster there's oil there's a risk of blood spillages i just can't cope and anna offers a help rachel says you can take the trash out and that that would be great and then she like she sees this bin bag moving opens it up a tin rolls under the kitchen she sort of sits down and looks underneath and then ends up swinging back because the girl like yeah creeps out and well yeah she crawls out and then gets dragged back in but then the roast is dead not such a big deal could have just fucking picked up the roast wouldn't you look like a clean floor i think it's because all the guests saw it yeah i'd have just picked it up and dusted it off so up to there um the film pissed me off because you've discovered all this information. Why aren't you gone to the police? Yeah. Um. The but the bits were Matt and in, in the bed. I know obviously by this point Matt was dead, but I didn't know this at this point when he was on the bed because you don't actually know he's dead yet. So you've got the part where he drops off the deliveries on the dock, and he what he's like, I, I need to tell you the part in the shopping mall. Oh, or the, not shopping mall, the shop. Yeah. And he's like, I, I, I'm going to tell you. Then you've got a girl on the bed, and it's like, I'm going to tell you, don't get to it. And I just thought, for fuck's sake, just stop, tell dragging, her. Yeah, stop dragging this out. What what have you got to tell her? Um, but that, that's a bit picky. But I think, I think when you start to get a bit bored of the film, you start to pick out bits that piss you off. So yeah. maybe I was a bit unfair. But I was just thinking, because that, that would have had such a big part in the film, they dragged it out in three separate scenes, quite spread out. And I was like, for fuck's sake, like, just just tell us. Yeah. Um, and then the kids, I'll, I'll get this one out here now. Um, the kids, the three kids, when they're like, you're next at the funeral or something, I just think that's so cheesy. Like, that, that's tip, that's that's such, like, B-Tech horror for me. Like B-Tech three, horror. Three dead kids just like, you're next. It's like, oh, come on. Like, do something else other than that. So, yeah, Anna goes to have a heart-to-heart with her dad and tries to tell him that Rachel isn't who she says she is. Now, at this point, the dad should have said look she's changed her name because of this this is the reason this is a real name yeah and that probably would have solved a lot of problems however he just says that anna is the one tearing the family would apart. it have solved problems though because it, it sounds like if it didn't fit her narrative it's, yeah if, if it don't fit her narrative then it doesn't exist like she killed matt because what he was going to say mm. didn't fit the narrative of what she had imprinted in her mind yeah maybe because ultimately all she's doing is reliving a story that the actual what, what was the killer name's woman Mildred Kemp. Mildred, who she shared the mental institute with. Fucking that was good. She'd have heard all them stories and she's just living out as if it was one of her own. Yeah. that I thought that was such a good twist at the end. I liked that twist better than Alex not being there. It, it Again, it was clever, but it was something just... It, it's like you could have never, ever, ever have known that. It was just thrown in there. Oh, yeah, but it, a, it was yeah. pretty It was pretty good twist. So the dad has to go away for a couple of days. I'm presuming it's a book launch or something like that and leaves Anna and Rachel. And they have to go to the funeral service for Matt. Well, they don't have to. They're going to the funeral service. They see the three dead kids. Anna ends up falling down this line. But it's it's stuff like this, right, that when it gets me, you know, even just something this simple, when she stood at the door, she's like, come on and wear something nice, like... Or like a family like yeah. why is she acting so bitchy there like even if you know she's having an episode now and you could say oh it's because of the stress and blah blah but the film just doesn't let you have a rest and make you think oh maybe she's actually not that bad all the time yeah. she's been a bitch 
Do but you... she's only being a bitch from Anna's perspective. She she is, yeah. This is what I'm saying, but this is just what bothers me about it. The film's just so down your throat. She is evil like, at all times. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I agree with that. So we learn that these are the right children and after a bit more research, they were brutally murdered, um, heavily sedated after being stabbed brutally. Mildred Kemp was the one that killed them. She was sort of like the nanny, but she didn't get caught. Now, the wife in the picture of the family is wearing the pearls and they look like the exact same pearls that Rachel yeah. has, which is a bit of a loose thread because, you know, grandma has about 30 sets of those pearls yeah. that she get, she passed down to us. Well, not you. You don't wear pearls. Not that not I know all the time, of. Anyway. Not only on the weekend. So Rachel is overhearing this whole discussion she's having with Alex, but actually Anna's just talking to herself. So at this point, you see Rachel turn around, and what could be mistaken for shit? The game's up. Is actually shit. No, she's gone mad. Like yeah. fuck. What do I do? And that second time you watch it, it's like, no, she's actually panicked because she's listening to Anna talking to herself and she's like, oh, fuck, I'm in the house with an absolute psycho. I need some help. And she rang the dad. So actually, we don't see that Rachel rang the dad, but presuming that she did because the dad comes home. And so Rachel probably would have rung the dad like, yeah, you need to get home. There's something not right with her. There's, you need to get home as soon as possible. So... After that, they decide to pretty much it's it's us versus her at this point. So Anna and Alex uh, end up getting split up, and because Alex has decided to scale the building, they and Alex is fucking oh this pissed me off about no not Alex Anna this pissed me off. So they're trying to be as quiet as possible. She's raiding through a handbag and she's just fucking dumping it on yeah. the table. And I was like, just be a bit quieter, be subtle about it, and. Then she's she's basically Rachel's trying to sedate Anna at this point. So Anna ends up in Rachel's room and Rachel comes up behind her, but she doesn't quite get away there. And Rachel drugged Alex, apparently. So Alex is like laid on the floor like she drugged me. And Anna's like, oh fuck. So there's a big chase scene that ensues. She manages to get in the car into the sheriff's department. The sheriff knows she's psychotic because it, you just see his face change when she's like, she's not Rachel Summers, she's Mildred Kemp, you know, she never got caught, blah, blah, blah. And the sheriff's like, right, okay, you you stay there. We're going to sort this out. Yeah. And then she ends up going to sleep. And when she wakes up, she sees a mum sitting there. This was quite a good change. She sees a mum sitting there and then like the shadow overtakes her and yeah. then it's Rachel. Rachel uh, sedates her and then Elizabeth banks by the way i mean it's probably definitely a stunt double but you know just fucking fireman lifting a full girl upstairs and yeah. not being able you know not even flinching i was like we're lifting it so alex creeps up behind rachel whilst anna's getting tied to the bed and you know sorted out but actually she's tied to the bed for her own like her own safety yeah why there's a kitchen knife on the side i'm not quite sure like i'm, I'm not i'm not 100 why she'd have left that there to be honest no that's a bit of a, yeah, that's a bit of an odd one. Why is there a kitchen knife on the side of the bed? Well, side of the table. I can't explain that one away. However, Alex comes up behind her and then, like, because Anna's been sedated, she passes out. When she comes to, it's absolutely silent. The knife's gone. 
and but there's like a blood trail. Yeah, that leads all the way up to that and, freezer. Yeah, that it's a bin. It's oh, not even bin. a freezer. They just put, she just put her in the fucking bin. And so the the blood trail leads out to the bin, and Anna opens it up, and Rachel's dead, mutilated body is collapsed in the... into the bin, which has also been fireman lifted apparently. Like yeah. solidly good. They are a, they're a strong family, strong family unit. At this point, Alex sort of like staggers over and she's like, it was me versus her. She was going to kill us. I had to do it, didn't I? I had to do it. And that's fucking Anna. Like, I had to do it. No, I did have to do it. I appreciate this film. I know you don't, but I do appreciate this film. And the dad pulls up because Alex and Anna are like, no, we've got this. We're going to, you know, we're going to tell him. We're going to tell him everything that happened. The sheriff knows, like, I came to him earlier on. It's all going to be fine. And the dad's like, what the hell's happened? And... She's like, you know, Alex had to do it, Dad. You know, she was going to kill us. And he's like, Alex, Alex is, Alex dead, is yeah. dead. Like, she died in the fire. And Anna's sort of like, no, she she's not dead. And she sort of looks and Anna's gone. Uh, Alex is gone. And I really love the scene where she's facing the window. Or it's like a mirror or something yeah, like that. And then the light comes the on and Alex is gone. And she's the one holding the knife and it's all bloody. Yeah. And then we get the big flashback scenes of what happened. So basically, she got, she went through the forest, um, got to the house, and we saw that the mum and uh, sorry, the dad and Rachel were having an affair. She's fuming. She, I don't. I mean, is she planning to blow up the I house? I think she's planning to burn the house down. She mentioned something about she'll burn the house or something. Yeah, also, so she, yeah. She's gonna burn the house down. She fills up a jet of watering can with petrol. But it also fuel. starts leaking because it's a watering can, and she's also not turned the tap off properly. And at this point, Alex is like looking over, and she's like, "Oh, the." The boys want to come back here, and like Anna's just past that point. She's seen red, and she sort of runs off, and she's like, "No, no, no! This is I'm, I'm kicking off." And Alex is going to follow her, and she hears the bell ringing, and she's like, "Okay, mum, I'm I'm coming." And so she actually goes to the boathouse, and I can't actually remember what. Oh no! Alex slams the door shut, and that sets the candle to fall onto the gas and as Alex goes in the whole place blows up up, so that's the mum and Alex dead and then we get a flashback of Matt as well so they're they're on the cliff talking and Matt's trying to explain to her what happened and she pushes him off the cliff so she knows she's killed him as well and that that was sort of it so the reason we know the reason that Rachel changed her name was because a boyfriend used to beat her up and then the next scene we get is the dad staring out the window. This was quite good. Yeah, staring at her. Yeah, and she's sort of looking at him like that and she turns around like, that's fucking mad. She's fully insane, isn't she? Yeah, she, she's absolutely mad. And they take her off in the car and she goes back into the institute and I just fucking love this scene. It, it was an okay film. I won't watch it again. But then um, you shut the door and it had Mildred Kemp on the door and I was like, fuck! No, I remember I the first the time reaction. I watched that film, I was like, fucking hell. <laughs> the, the Mildred Kemp bit was important because it answered the stuff about the news articles and the pills yeah, and it's stuff. it's because the seed had been planted that yeah. there was a Mildred Kemp Yeah, story. at least, because if that was all bullshit, I'd have been like, this film is fucking awful. Like, it's just, it's, yeah. You just lie to throughout. And it, and it plants the three kids like, okay, that's why she's seeing the three kids. Yeah. It was all right. It wasn't a bad film, but I I, I I'm disappointed watch it again. because I thought you'd really like it. So I'm 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 sort of disappointed by it, but that's okay. I, I don't know, maybe it. maybe behind the scenes will turn it around for me. No, it's not it's shit. <laughs> There's not much. Right, There's like on, three then. things. So the budget is unknown. 
right. we don't know what the budget was. As a win, even though no, even though it was an American film, no, because if I was like, "What's the budget?" And I you said, would go, oh, well, no. "If I want to know, then you're like, correct." <laughs> That's the one. But we do have a box office. Two point five mil. Forty-two point seven mil. Fucking hell! It's a, it's quite a hot. It's, it's hard to answer the box office when you don't know the budget. The budget is a massive. What's your excuse when you've been given the budget? <laughs> I know, but I mean, when I miss it by that much, like if you say if you say the budget okay. was five mil, I'd be like, right, they invested quite a lot into this, so okay, it's probably going to gross a lot. All right, if you like. I'm not saying I'd have got it, but I'm saying I would have definitely <laughs> not said say. four point five. Whatever mil. helps you sleep at night, that's fine. So it was a remake of the Korean horror tale of two sisters. The boathouse was built deliberately for the film. And in the original film, the stepmother was also a hallucination. So she had three split personalities. Oh. So Rachel never existed either. And that is literally it. That's all I could find on I'd it. I'd be more interested to see that one, I think. Right. It sounds a lot more paranormal. Yeah, it is. Three it is, yeah. The stepmother never existed either. So she ki- I'm presuming either she never existed at all or she killed the stepmother as well beforehand. It's your... Would you rather as well? It is. It? I've got a good one as well. Right, so... If you had to have a person following you round for the rest of your life, like Anna did Alex, they can be alive or dead, who Ooh. would it be? Uh, when you say follow me around, so they exist like and I'm like best friends. Yeah, them, but, but nobody else real. can see, and nobody else can see them. <laughs> Does it have to be a person? Don't don't make me cry on a Saturday. Oliver, <laughs> right, don't, don't right. make me cry on a Saturday because I know who you'll pick. Um, I'm already going. I would probably go. So I'm guessing so I can talk to him and stuff. Yeah. Uh. Oh God, it's a tough question. Have you got yours? So originally it was you, but then right. I thought actually no because you make me laugh a lot, and so I just looked like I was laughing at yeah. random times. So I couldn't pick you. So. I sort of settled, like, if I could have somebody, like, a, a little fairy godmother-like around, I'd probably pick Meryl Streep, because she don't make me laugh that much. She's quite a good advice giver, and she's sort of like a grandma. So I was just like, yeah, I'll, I'll settle with that. I'll have Meryl Streep as my little side buddy. Oh, fucking hell, it's a tough one, this. You can have an animal if you want. I'd pick Georgia. I'd pick you, my can dog. Have, you can have Georgia. I'd pick my old dog. Yeah, you can Right, so my film for next week... I... Have you seen Pan's Labyrinth? Yes. Is it good? I, I, I saw it a very long time ago. I, I, all I remember are the eyes for hands. That's all yeah, I remember. Yeah, that's all I've seen. And I've just thought, mm, I've never seen it. So I was going to pick gonna that. going to do Pan's Labyrinth? It's going to be Pan's Labyrinth. Then I thought Saw, because we haven't done Saw yet. No, we haven't. That's true. And then I thought Swimming Pools, that slasher that I know you won't have seen. I don't think you would have. I've seen a trailer for it, but I haven't seen but it. But I, I managed to find it somewhere years ago and watched it. <laughs> and I just remember thinking, what on earth is this? So I don't know if it's time for another one of them films. Oh, another Camp Blood. What do you think? Swimming Pool was definitely better than Camp Blood. It was definitely, it's just, it's just a slasher in a water park. Let's do let's do swimming pools. Right, we'll do swimming pools. But if we can't find it, we'll do. Do you want to do? Which one would you rather do? Which one's saw or Pan's Labyrinth? Um, let's do Pan's Labyrinth. Right. So if we can't find a link for swimming pools, it'll be Pan's Labyrinth. But yeah, we'll find Pan's a link Labyrinth, for swimming yeah. pools somewhere. So yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs>